0: shot my cat <laughs> oh, No,
1: <laughs> that's very sad and tragic yes with insulin ah! uh, oh i see
0: welcome to stargazing a stargate gazing podcast i'm your host kathy
1: And I'm your other host, Mary.
0: And each week, we discuss an episode of Stargate beginning with Stargate SG-1. Hello. (laughs) Hi. Oh, sorry. I don't have my microphone in front of me. I was going to say, you sound weird. (laughs) I swear I was all ready, but then I heard horrible sounds coming from my living room. Oh. And Buddy got too close to Pepper and she was not having it. Oh, no. So she was just growling at him oh that sucks buddy is a sad pathetic creature he might be bothering you but stop growling that's
1: very tragic i was also ready for several minutes and then uh realized that i didn't actually hit send on the link to (laughs) (laughs) to send to you so that you could join the recording session here so Eh. links are overrated Mm. sure it's true what have you got Nothing too interesting. Uh, Brooklyn special effect IPA, non-alcoholic. Nice. I'm about to
0: open a hooker here. Ooh, I had Nor- one earlier.
1: A nor'easter or Ooh,
0: something Ooh, that's else. what I had. Yeah, I had a nice. nor'easter earlier, and it was delicious. Yeah,
1: we have um, one of their chocolate truffle stouts and another nor'easter in the fridge but i wasn't really in the mood for either of those having already had one of the nor'easters so yeah so i switched over to this one instead i wish we had wine that's what i would really like right now but yeah well here we are
0: womp womp i had wine yesterday but only a tiny amount because i was gonna cook with it so i bought a little bottle and
1: had a glass and cooked with the rest i thought about having some scotch too but i wasn't really in the mood Mm. for that either so ugh so rough it's non-alcoholic beer it is it really is <laughs> especially you know what my electric blanket hasn't heated up yet so it's just oh, God. it's very hard it's really tough over here I- right now
0: i can't believe you're even soldiering <laughs> on
1: it's so hard so hard to be me <laughs> i will power through i'll power through at least i'll try anyway
0: Yeah, and here I am feeling so sad about how warm my apartment is today because it's not cold out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I liked that it wasn't cold out. I left the window open all day. Nice. The sliding door, and it was great. I actually spent a good amount of time outside on the porch, and it was fantastic.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Yes. Apparently, my apartment just accumulated the heat and hasn't let it go, so after we're done with this, I will go open some windows in my living room and bedroom (laughs) and
1: cool it down
0: because... I am not for this heat, and I'm tired of having my fan on every night while I'm sleeping.
1: I like having the fan on every night while I'm sleeping.
0: I like the sound of it, but I don't actually like the feel of the wind blowing on me.
1: Oh, I, I like it's being soothing. cooler, but mm, I don't know. Fair.
0: Anyway, how are you?
1: Fair. I'm all right. I'm tired. I'm ready for the semester to be over. Ooh, <sighs> closing in on burnout, but I'll be okay because. There's Thanksgiving and then the semester is pretty much over. So, yeah, uh, I've got four weeks to go. And one of those weeks is like barely a week because I only have to work two days that week. Whoa. So. Plus, you know, whatever, whatever podcast stuff. Fair. But but like actual teaching and brewery work will be like probably two days that week.
0: Huzzah. Huzzah indeed. Yeah. How are you? OK, I took Buddy to the vet today. I don't think I've said so on the podcast, what was going on with him, but he's having Mm -hmm. some problems with his ear and I was given some disappointing, no good news kind of uh, information last time I was there, but they said kind of wait and see because they were going to give him another round of oral antibiotics instead of Mm -hmm. a shot to see if that made a difference and persist with the eardrops I've been giving him and the vet thinks it looks better oh so i don't i don't think it's all good news but he said he's we're gonna do another couple weeks of the antibiotics because he wants it to look as good as it can before we contemplate whether or not yeah he will have surgery or not (laughs) yes so that's i mean that's not terrible news that's okay news i'm like i yes at least have my buddy around for a while longer i don't know yes. what's
1: gonna happen but yeah so yeah. well good i'm glad for that somewhat optimistic turn of events
0: yeah it's just yeah it was like oh my god imminent doom and then right maybe it won't be bad <laughs> i mean maybe it'll not. still be bad but yeah because I, I i just can't imagine like recovering from like ear surgery is probably a walk in the park for the cat so (laughs) right yeah we'll we'll see what happens yeah he's got some kind of growth in his ears the problem and he's been scratching it to pieces bleeding all over my apartment and has been in a cone for like two months now while we try to like fix that (laughs) poor buddy (laughs) no he's a sad buddy sad cone cat he is very I have tragic. to buy some more cones because the ones I have are all pretty gross now. Yeah. those are not, like, super expensive. but
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway. True. Unlike the vet bills. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the medications.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <sighs> Pet medications. Yeah. Yeah. They
0: could be My... pricey. And ours aren't yeah. even
1: nearly as expensive as the ones that I know that you're paying for. <laughs>
0: I was telling someone today my closet outside the bathroom has basically become a pet pharmacy on one shelf. It's just
1: <laughs> pill bottles all the way down on there. And uh. I don't remember if I've mentioned that our dog is on Prozac or generic Prozac, as am oh. I, and sometimes I'm really tempted to just like ask my doctor to up my prescription so that I get two pills and and then give her... A pill yeah, from uh, from my insurance. That but right. Thankfully, it's not it's not really that expensive of a medication. I'm not going to do that. Yes, I know it that that's insurance fraud. <laughs> I'm not actually going to do that. But I was joking was... about that with Jeff the other day.
0: <laughs> Your poor dog. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's hard to Sad be Lily. Dog. It's even harder yeah. to be Lily than it is to be me. And I really wish we knew why. But yeah, she's a you know she's a rescue dog. She's got her many she's issues, and we just do our best of to keep we. her. A happy bear. She has a lot of ennui, so much ennui. But she likes the electric blanket that's on the couch, so she's not not too ennui-filled. Although the time change, she cannot deal with the time change because it (laughs) means that dinner time is an hour later and she's, like, beside herself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty disappointed by it myself, I have to say. I hate that it gets dark at, like, 4.30 now. I hate it. I hate it so much.
0: I don't care about the darkness, but my tummy is like, it's time to put food in me. And I'm like, but is it? (laughs) <laughs> still really
1: early for dinner oh that's probably why i've been like why am i so hungry all the time lately that's probably why probably because the time changed because like just this week that i'm like it's 11 o'clock why do i want lunch already duh that's why okay yeah that makes sense is it a thing so i feel like i get hungry
0: at 10 a.m every day regardless of what i've eaten or not eaten in the morning mm-hmm. and i feel like i just trained my stomach to expect food at that time because i used to eat a snack every day at that time for so many years is that a thing or am i just making that up is it all in my head am i really um, it goes away after like 20 minutes and i'm like i'm not hungry right now great yeah
1: it it, it, it could yes yes and no it could actually be all in your head in that like your brain has come to expect food so now your brain is telling you that you're hungry even though the hunger signals are not necessarily there coming from your stomach but it is also possible that like you've trained your body to release the the hunger hormones at this time of day every day um and so so yeah it kind of, it kind of could be either you, um i don't really i can't really say exactly what interesting. but interesting but yes, there are. it is for sure a thing where people will get hungry at a specific time of day just because it's time for them to be hungry, regardless of what they've eaten. Cool. It's weird. Biology is weird. Anyway, none of this has anything to do no. with this episode. No, it doesn't. <laughs> should we talk about this episode? Sure. Let's talk about it. <laughs> you seem reluctant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, that's what we're here for. So we should talk about it yes yeah what are we talking about what episode are we talking about
0: we're talking about stargate sg1 season three episode two
1: yeah seth yeah we sure are indeed do you want to go first you want me to go first you can go first i'll let you go first first. i'll be generous oh thank you i appreciate (laughs) that you're welcome
0: So I'm just going to make note, I don't normally do, but we see this a lot, this exterior scene of Cheyenne Mountain. Yes. And in this particular case, it seems to linger. It and did. Kind of, I. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I'm bringing that up because I feel like there was a lot of lingering that maybe didn't need to happen, but they were trying to fill time in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what? They would never do I such know. a thing. <laughs>
1: I made note of that in a couple different places, too, that they seem to do weird things to drag on the time. It seems weird to me because I feel like they could have done
0: a lot more with it or dragged on parts that I feel like would have been more interesting. Yes. But, <laughs> but instead I agree. of, like, exterior <laughs> shot of Cheyenne Mountain. Yes. Anyways, so. yeah. SG-1 and General Hammond are in the gate room greeting... Jacob Carter, who is just coming through the gate, he tells them they're the talk of the Tok'ra water cooler for kicking some major Hathor behind. But Jack's like, that's not why you're here. And Jacob tells them he needs their help with a gold hunt. That was the end of that scene.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In the next scene, speaking of oddly lingering on things, we get an oddly long close-up of a specific device that Jacob is carrying. It just zooms in on his hand as he's carrying it over to the table. (laughs) It is kind of a half sphere with a button on top. And he puts it down on the table, and a pyramid comes up out of it, a, a 3D hologram pyramid that's all gold with a bunch of different types of ancient hieroglyphics hovering above each surface and above the apex. Daniel and Carter find it fascinating. And it is very pretty. Yeah. Daniel recognizes all of these symbols as being kind of like a tree of ancient Egyptian gods. Jacob corrects him that it's actually World system lords. Daniel starts to list off a few of the names that we're already familiar with. And then Tilk says, there's Sitesh oscillating there. And for some reason, Daniel seemed surprised that Tilk would recognize the symbol for Sitesh i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> he's like that what is, is the symbol of <laughs> like, yeah but not so in a, a smart oh, guy yeah. and he's been yeah not yeah. In like an, oh yeah you're right kind of way but like i'm surprised you need that kind of way Good but like job, yeah he's a smart Tealuk. guy and like he's grown up in this culture so
0: yeah and <sighs> teal'c also makes note of it because he gives daniel an eyebrow raise he does <laughs>
1: Jacob asks if Teal'c has ever met him, and Tilk has not, but he has apparently met some of the descendants of his Jaffa. O'Neill has no idea who Satesh is, so Daniel tells us that he's also known as Setek, Set, Seti, Seth. Seth is what he's referred to through most of this episode, and he was apparently the ancient Egyptian god of chaos or outright evil, so probably not a very nice person. Yeah, That sounded yeah. about on
0: point from the brief look at the Wikipedia page I had.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah, so, I knew that yeah. Set was an actual, an actual ancient Egyptian god, but I didn't really know a whole lot about him. Interesting. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. I have no other fun facts about it. That was it. I'm like, That's I'm okay. just
0: confirming that Daniel knows what he's talking about in this episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he apparently does for once. Okay, good. Good for him. Hammond wants to know how it's possible that they've never heard of him before, but Daniel points out that, well, there are tons of old system lords out there, and there's probably thousands of Guawuld they've never met yet, and Jacob clarifies that the system lords are only a few dozen, but that olds in general number in the thousands. Dozens! Right. <laughs> so apparently the Tok'ra have been working on taking, like, a Guawuld census of sorts and trying to track down where all the various system lords are at the moment, and Seth is one that they can't really seem to find, but his last records known for him are that he was on Earth sometime around when the gate was buried in ancient Egypt. So maybe he's never left. Maybe he's still hiding here on Earth. Somewhere. Ooh. So that was it. Let me yeah. get credits. And I did actually take the time to watch the credits today oh. because you mentioned they had changed. And I thought that the fast-paced... Upbeat music of the theme song did not match the slow pan over the Pharaoh's face. And it just Ah. seemed weird to me. Also, the Pharaoh looks cross-eyed at the end. (laughs) Which I thought was also a strange choice. (laughs) Yeah, It's just an observation. Yeah, Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. After
0: the credits, we're still in the conference room having this conversation. Jack has stood up and is staring out at the stargate and then comes back to them. He recaps what they just said. (laughs) And (laughs) says, so, (laughs) yeah, we're going to help find Seth on Earth. Sam's like, how could he still be alive? And Daniel's like, well, sarcophagus. And Jacob offers another option, which is he could just host swap every couple hundred years. Just, you know, use up a body and jump onto the next. Yep. Hammond wants to know why Seth would not have tried to get to the Stargate or take over Earth like Ra. But... It turns out, according to Jacob, he was in hiding because apparently everyone wanted him dead. System Lords Tok'ra, probably his
1: mom. Death's mark's not an easy thing to live with. <laughs> probably his mom. It took no. a second for that one. Sorry. To <laughs> uh. Fantastic. <laughs> Quite possibly his mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob
0: acknowledges this finding him here could be a long shot. But Daniel's like, not necessarily. Because he's a gold. And Teal agrees because the gold never lose their thirst for power. And he probably, like all of his good system lord pals that want to kill him do, is going to get at people and control them with religion. And that Yay. will narrow- Yeah. <laughs> That'll narrow down the needle in the haystack. Daniel is going to go check the archaeological and historical record. See what he can find out.
1: Out in the hallway, Sam and Jacob are talking. It turns out that Garshaw assigned this mission specifically to him. And Sam teases him a bit that, uh, oh, you didn't request it. I thought maybe you just wanted to see me. And Jacob's like, yeah, of course, That's why. (laughs) Not doing a very convincing job. Sam does not believe him. And so he comes clean and says it was actually Selmak who requested this mission. So Selmak comes out to play at this point and they have a little bit of a chat. And it turns out that Jacob has some unresolved issues on Earth in that he doesn't talk to his son Mark carter's brother <laughs> and apparently that issue is starting to become very annoying so <laughs> selmak wants this to be resolved <laughs> do you think
0: selmak has any like family drama or interpersonal drama or are they the are
1: like all business i they seem to be all business yeah. from what we see of them but yeah. i would think it's possible if not probable that they have some family drama that maybe we yeah. just aren't privy to yeah mm-hmm. along the way i suppose I mean they 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 get in long term relationships, so there's at least got to be some drama around that. You can't have That's people true. that are in relationships for centuries with no drama. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so they talk about how Jacob is a proud man and he refuses to seek out Mark and try to make amends. And Sam says that, well, Mark's not trying to really rush things either. And so basically they're just both being assholes. Not, not Sam, but Jacob and Mark are both just kind of being <laughs> assholes here. Although I must say that, you know, sometimes sometimes family members just are awful. And maybe you shouldn't necessarily try to feel like you need to stay in touch with them if they're really terrible to you all the time. So, Valid, yes. Yeah. In any case, Selmak says that Jacob was very hurt when mark didn't come to see him on his deathbed but then jacob suddenly comes back out and is all angry it's like i wasn't hurt he's not my son anymore and blah 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 and <laughs> Ugh. so apparently sam knows yeah. where he is he's in san diego right now and she thinks she has a phone number apparently they haven't seen him since before his kids were born so this is just a whole big messy situation here yeah sam's like yeah well maybe selmak is wise in saying that you should try to go mend some fences Jacob's like, well, I didn't agree that I would. I'm just saying that Selmak wants me to. Okay, <laughs> K- cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. They continue walking and talking all the way into the Nerd Lab and we transition into the scene in Daniel's office here. They're asking Daniel for an update on the research that he's been doing. And he said that he's done a search for a whole bunch of different terms and apparently he's found out that there's been a cult of Satesh throughout history in some form or another since around 1000 BC. And he's got a website pulled up with all kinds of information on it. A very <laughs> 90s looking website, <laughs> clearly written in HTML, that has pictures of various animals. It turns out that Satesh was represented by an animal that was either fictitious or now extinct because it doesn't really look like any kind of extant animal that we know about or any even any uh extinct animal that we know about it's kind of like a weird dog thing with rabbit ears that they were showing a picture of yeah i kind of thought it looked doggish yeah but that yeah. is also a true fact according to the wikipedias so ah, interesting yeah Maybe, tilk yeah. chimes in at this point that the creature that represents satesh is unique and is the subject of many jokes among the jaffa <sighs> So, of course, Jack is shocked and amused to find out that Jaffa have jokes, so he asks Tilk to tell him one. And I'm just going to go ahead and copy and paste that whole thing in there. Yeah, (laughs) it's great. A serpent guard, a horse guard, and a Satesh guard meet on a neutral planet. It is a tense moment. The serpent guard's eyes glow. The horse guard's beak glistens. The Satesh guard's nose drips. (laughs) and i loved it yeah (laughs) obviously nobody else has any idea what he is talking about okay but i loved how delighted tilk was and that we got to hear him laugh
0: like a hearty laugh yes so good he looks so happy i know That should become a drop, too. Tilk's
1: laughter. Yes. I, I don't know <laughs> where we would put it, but... <laughs> Who knows? I just keep some random ones on my desktop for when they are needed. <laughs> and that will be up there with the... <gasps> so they're all like, um, yeah, we don't know what that means. Nobody laughs, which is sad. Tilk looks a little disappointed, but still mostly yeah. just entertained by his own joke. So back to the topic at hand. Apparently set was supposed to have been killed in ancient egypt there were similar gods that showed up along the way in various other periods of history like greece and a cult in england around the early 1800s and various other places supposedly these various set cult leaders have all died but their bodies have never been found and so it has gone throughout the ages but It has always ended really badly for Seth's worshippers, who have pretty much always killed themselves in the end. (laughs) So that's bad. Daniel says that he had thought that he might have lost the scent there, but then he did a little bit of extra research on the U.S. government classified net, specifically. (laughs) He was looking around on the CIA and the ATF page. And I don't actually know what the ATF is, but in my head, the acronym ATF means Anytime Fitness. So for the rest of the episode, that's what I'll be calling it. Okay. Well, it's
0: the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms.
1: Oh, okay. So apparently Anytime Fitness is investigating this because (laughs) the guy is heavily armed and fortified. He's got about 50 followers on this particular site and his compound. Jacob's like, oh, cool. Sam wants to know how they can know for sure that it's actually the Guauld that they are looking for. So Daniel starts reading from some report on his screen, talking about how some deprogrammed ex-members of the cult are describing Seth having magical powers and glowy eyes and has killed a whole bunch of people right in front of others without so much as, like, batting an eye. And they're like, ah, oh, yeah, that sure sounds like a Guauld. And we get some ominous music. Woo! Woo! Then we get a nice
0: long shot of a military looking airplane we do. landing
1: and a dramatic <laughs> version of the theme song too to, yeah. match, to match the long <laughs> the long plane landing scene.
0: I assume this is them flying into near or in Seattle. We get to see some SUVs driving. Also exciting? Yes, thrilling. The SUVs pull up to a gate. The team and Jacob pop out there's a sheriff with them he's in his own vehicle though (laughs) we get to add to Tilk's hat watch we do he's got another winter beanie he's had one Mm -hmm. before but we always make note we do yes the sheriff says that the cult they're looking for is inside there and he hopes they can shut them down because people are losing kids to this nut the sheriff, unfortunately, does not have the man powder. Man powder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that a special powder for men, or a powder made of men?
0: <laughs> I mean, yes, all of both. <laughs> <sighs> Good times, yeah. <laughs> The sheriff has neither the manpower nor probable cause to take this on. So then he leaves them. And another guy in a car on the side of the road is there. I guess he's been there the whole time. I hear a puppy. Puppy.
1: Arf, arf. (laughs) Is that coconut? Of course it is. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I asked. (laughs) (laughs) If you hear barking, it's coconut. If you hear whining, it's Lily. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Or howling, for that matter. Howling is also Lily.
0: (laughs) So the sheriff pulls off, and on the side of the road, we then can see there is a guy standing by his car. He comes over to the team and asks if they're FBI. Jack's like, no. He introduces himself as Jason Levinson, and he's been camping out here to find out about his son who joined this crazy cult nine months ago. Then he asks them, are they deprogrammers? And shares that his last e-programmer got shot in the leg. Because there's lots of armed guards. And hmm. he has a different perspective than the sheriff. And says the sheriff is useless. <laughs> so it's, it's not that he can't do it. It's that he's useless. I don't know. I mean, I guess he's useless either way. But anyway. He's giving some very helpful, you know, exposition here. He asks Jake if he's the dad. And if his boy is in there. <laughs> My boy's a buck. And Jacob says, No, my son's in San Diego
1: <laughs> Not acknowledging my existence. <laughs> yeah. And ignoring that his daughter is right there next to him. <laughs> yeah. Also, why'd the guy just assume that it was Jacob's son that would be there, not his daughter, because there were both male and female people <laughs> in there?
0: Yeah. So Jason turns back to Jack and asks if he can help get his son out while he's in there getting whoever he's there
1: for out.
0: Jack's like, maybe. <laughs> but you can't come with us. <laughs> Jason is going to show the team, though, some cover because this fence is apparently pretty well in the open, but he's found a place where there's some brush. So they're going to go do that. Teal notes to Jack that they are being surveilled by a very... Very subtle man in a, uh, <laughs> pretending to work on some power lines. And by subtle, of course, you mean
1: extremely obvious.
0: Yes. <laughs> Jack thinks it's probably FBI or ATF.
1: Anytime Fitness. What yeah. are they doing there? Yeah.
0: I That's often it. did
1: surveillance <laughs> from power line cherry pickers when I was working in a gym.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm.
1: Very important part of personal training. Yeah.
0: So that was yeah. That was it for that. Sorry, your husband's writing about cheese pizza and cheese. Mm, I want pizza. He might have ordered pizza. I told uh, him I wanted pizza. No wonder nice. he ordered any.
1: I shouldn't be that jealous. I did have pizza this weekend. So anyway, off in the woods, wherever it is that Jason has taken them, they are at the fence, being hidden by some brush. Apparently, they've got like a torch that they can just cut through the bars with, and Jason's impressed at how prepared they are and says he's going to go with them. But Daniel's like, no, not so much. You have to wait here. So they break through the fence and sneak, sneak, sneak through the woods and make their way to a place where they can kind of see the house and see various people guarding it. They see that there are people armed with AK-47s and Uzis. Then Sam notices that some of them are also carrying Zat guns. So, Pretty sure that they have found the right place at this point. Yeah. Jack's like, I think this is a little bit of overkill. (laughs) Time to fall back to the RV point. So they head back. But unfortunately, as they're nearing the fence, there are some people there waiting for them. Jack says he was wondering when they were going to show up because they're looking very official. And he asks if they're from the FBI. But no, this is Special Agent James Hamner from Anytime Fitness. (laughs) next
0: we're in whatever command center the anytime fitness folks have set up there's a tent and a lot of SUVs and an rv and a van so they got all kinds of vehicles that's very exciting
1: Mm
0: -hmm. hamner wants to know why the air force is there jack tells him it's classified Hamner's like I totally have top clearance, but Jack says not top enough. <laughs> he tells General Jacob I forgot he's a general. I did too. Yeah, <laughs> that Jack is insubordinate, and Jacob's like not to me. So it all works <laughs> out for the bat. It all works out great for me. <laughs> yep. Jacob asks what they're planning, and Hamner then gives some more information that there's a cult run by Seth. Fargo, Fargo, whatever.
1: He says Fargo. So, do we think that this is canonical Eureka? And if so, does this (laughs) take place before or after Eureka? And also, if so, why did Douglas Fargo only change his first name and not his last name? Uh, This is
0: a good question. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, man. I forgot about
1: Fargo. it's actually spelled differently but yeah you know maybe maybe he just changed the spelling of the last name to hide a little bit more maybe yeah yeah you don't want to be too obvious right yeah
0: yeah he tells them they have a bunch of weapons which the team already knows anytime fitness is planning to (laughs) try to negotiate with the cult but daniel's like you don't know what you're dealing with so hamner's like how about you tell me
1: Daniel's like, uh, so Jack says classified. Yeah. <laughs> Jack really seems to be enjoying that. Yes. Just yeah. saying classified <laughs> to all of the guys' <laughs> questions. Yeah. yeah.
0: To borrow a phrase from another podcast, he really <laughs> enjoys big dogging in this episode. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, For sure. Yeah. Hamner, though, says that the Air Force is not invited... To his party, so they need to leave or be arrested. Jacob joins in the big dogging (laughs) and asks for a secure phone and asks if he can place a phone call. And Hamner shows him where the phone is, and Jake has Jack do some calling.
1: Sure does. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit later on, SG1 and Jacob are all just hanging around outside, trying to figure out what their plan of action should be in order to confront seth daniel doesn't think that they should just go in there guns blazing because that would just result in everybody being killed but they also need to be careful about whatever thing it is that he's brainwashing everybody with jacob says it's probably something known as Nishta, which first they say is a biological compound and then later they say that it's an organism and later they say that it's a virus so who knows (laughs) what this really is but it's a thing that once inhaled infects all tissues in the body including the brain and it tends to make the mind extremely pliable and i would like some of that it sounds very helpful yeah right right yeah daniel asked if that's what hathor used and jacob says that it's actually even stronger than the stuff that hathor uses oh good so yeah that's fantastic that stuff already seemed pretty potent from what we've seen yeah yeah apparently it can be reversed though the only way to reverse it is by giving an electric shock to somebody who's been affected by this stuff. And after that, it can't reinfect the host either. They'll become immune to it. They figure that that's actually what happened with Ryak. He was infected with this Nishta stuff and that's why shooting him with his at gun worked back when he was brainwashed. So they're like, all right, well, we'll just go in there with his the at guns. And Daniel points out that that's not really going to be a particularly covert way to go in. So maybe that's not the best idea. Yeah. And Sam also thinks that not only is Daniel right that it wouldn't be very subtle, but that wouldn't be enough to match all the firepower that they would be up against. These guys are downers. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> and that's uh, that's pretty much that scene.
0: <laughs> In the tent, the phone rings. Hamner picks it up, and it's President Bestie.
1: <laughs> Yay!
0: Yeah. The Prezi sets him straight these are the people of his bff and they get to play yeah so hamner calls for jack to come in jack comes in hamner tells him he just got off the phone with the president and jack's like of the usa sweet how's he doing (laughs) continuing to enjoy this quite a lot hamner says he has a thing for you And Hamner has been ordered to give him emergency special agent credentials and put him in charge of the whole operation.
1: Jack wants a jacket. If he wants an anytime fitness jacket, I've got one. (laughs) So (laughs) you could could have just asked me for that. It'd be really random if you sent Richard Dean Anderson an (laughs) anytime fitness jacket. (laughs) Uh, it's for sure not a men's extra large or double XL actually <laughs> as he wanted but yeah um, so probably wouldn't help him out a whole lot. No.
0: Hamner doesn't understand what's going on, doesn't know why they care about this cult. It's got a strange team he tells Jack with civilian scientists. Jack basically is like I don't care, send in my team and basically get out, although I don't think he actually says that, but the whole yeah. the whole group the, does leave. Yeah. <laughs> Hamner's like, does Seth have a secret weapon that has to stay hidden from the world? And Jack tells him, well, since you have clearance, I'll throw you a bone. There's some top secret technology that they don't want it to fall into public consciousness just yet. And to be fair, that's true. So, yeah, Jack's not totally fucking with true. him. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: Hamner and all of his team leave and SG-1 comes in. They think that maybe the compound has underground tunnels, since that's a thing the Gwauld do. Which, in also the Tok'ra, so... <laughs> yes, that, yeah. that would make sense. Everybody loves tunnels. Who doesn't love a good tunnel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they think they should go look for these tunnel entrances, but that's... Jack points out a lot of territory to cover. So, we'll have Hamner's people help us.
1: Yeah, put them to work. Those anytime fitness people are very helpful. Yeah. Yep. Back outside, they are all armed with metal detectors to find these (laughs) tunnels. Not really sure why, but they are. Yeah. Tilk looks around and he manages to find a big storm drain covered by a grate that you for sure would not have needed a metal detector to find. (laughs) Because Tilk, in fact, did not have one and it was very large and pretty obvious, although it had a couple sticks and stuff on it. So they clear away that little bit of undergrowth, and they're like, "All right, well, here's our entry point." Which I thought was a big assumption, because what if it actually did just go to the sewer and, and yeah. not to, uh, not into the, into the uh, compound? But oh well, that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So they've got their way in. They just need to figure out how to deal with the organism so that they'll be able to, not fall under Seth's mind control powers. Jacob says that that powder, or that substance, that molecule or organism or whatever it is that they're using won't work on him or Tilk, but Sam reminds him that Seth would be able to sense any old or defile presence within about 50 feet. So Tilk and Jacob are going to have to stay behind for this one so that they don't blow their cover. But Sam has another idea, because they've already talked about how they can use an electric shock to snap somebody out of it. So they go back to the base camp so that she can do some sciencing. She's filling
0: with a device of some kind, which turns out to be an earpiece. Sam has modified these earpieces so that they can send an electric shock through them. That seems like a
1: very terrible idea. Yeah.
0: But so that's meant to release them from Seth's organism slash virus slash whatever. Jacob says that the jolt will be big enough, but they have to stay under Seth's control long enough for it to spread to all tissue or it will regain a stronghold in the body. This seemed weird to me. I don't know anything yes. about anything, but that seems weird. I don't know.
1: Yes, I very much agree. Also, in order for that shock to be strong enough that it would like go through the tissues of throughout the entire body, would have to be agonizingly painful, would cause severe burns to the inside of their ear, probably destroy their eardrum, and would be really bad for the brain since there is a pretty major nerve that ends right there and would be a really good conduit for that electrical signal to go right up through the brain. So my question is... Maybe use a gas mask? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) But yes, because when Teal tests
0: it in the scene, there's just a mild sort of like annoying zap
1: in their ears. Yeah. And And seeing as they had to shoot Ryak with an entire zat gun and he went into convulsions, like I would think that more than just the tiniest of zaps to the ear would be enough to send that strong of a current through the entire body. In fact, I know that that would not be able to send to that. Strong of a current through the whole body without doing major damage. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, they're planning to not get trapped and they're using this just in case they get caught. Right. So maybe maybe just wear a gas mask. Maybe. But that's it. Sam puts yeah, her that in. That is it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in another oddly lengthy scene, SG-1 minus Teal'c, so we're down to SG-3 quarters, make their way to the storm drain and take a good long time climbing their way in. They make their way down the tunnel... And find themselves in a large empty room. On the way to that large empty room, they're actually having a conversation about what would happen if they were caught. And Daniel's like, well, you'd be part of his harem. And then the rest of us would either become warriors or eunuchs. <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> yeah. They get down to the end of that hallway and there's a big door, like a bank vault kind of door on it. They're able to just open it without an issue. So so that's convenient. jack's like eunuchs as in snippety (laughs) (laughs) da so they go into this large chamber that was not sealed and not guarded and it apparently has no doors leading out of it aside from the one that they just came in so they're all like all right well uh now what do we do (laughs) But they don't have to worry about it for long because there are transporter rings that suddenly come and take them upwards and they rematerialize in Seth's throne room. Surrounded by... Very convenient, yes.
0: Convenient how they just were standing in the right place, close enough together for that to happen.
1: Yes, extremely. (laughs) You are very correct in that. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So now that they're up in the throne room, they're surrounded by a bunch of armed disciples... Who quickly disarm all of SG-3 quarters. <laughs> Jack's like, I hate when that happens. <laughs> so they're shoved in front of Seth and down onto their knees. He welcomes them, but wants to know who they are. And Jack says that they are Larry, Curly, and Mo. We see Seth's eyes glow. And he tells them to say goodbye to their impure military past because they're always happy to welcome new disciples to the bliss that only Seth can bestow. And we see here that he's got some sparkle bling on his hand, and he activates his sparkle bling, but instead of sparkle blinging anyone in the face, all this does is turn on a couple little statues on either side of his throne, and some vapor is sent spewing out and surrounding them. And Jack is going to be pretty pissed if he is singing soprano when he wakes up, he says. (laughs) And then they all collapse unconscious on the floor.
0: And they all fall down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Next, someone's tapping Sam who is sleeping on her shoulder. It awakens her. It's a woman. She welcomes Sam. Welcome, disciple. And she asks how Sam is. Sam says she feels good. And she would like to know, strong enough to serve your god, Seth.
1: And that's about it. She's been changed into a long, cream-colored robe. She has. And she's eager to go serve her god. Yes. Yeah. Back out in the Anytime Fitness Base Camp, Tilk and Selmac slash Jacob are monitoring the situation, listening in through sg three ear earplants. Tilk says that they're awake and asks... Selmac, if he should activate the devices, but nope, they need to make sure that they wait until the Nishta has completely permeated all of their tissues before trying to neutralize it. And that apparently is going to take about an hour because it's a smart virus, which no, because no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's going to take some time for it to permeate all their tissues and they need to make sure that it's not gonna just come back if they shock it too soon so jason comes in at this point and he's like i want to watch what's happening my son's in there you know so we quickly get selma switching back to jacob voice he says Um, uh, well we can't really let you watch sorry top secret and all that so Jason's like, oh, I guess I'll just get some coffee. And he accidentally spills some on his hand. And for some reason, when Jason reacts in pain, (laughs) Tilk seems angry, alarmed. I don't really know, but he jumps to his feet and looks like he's about ready to start fighting Jason. I'm not really sure exactly why.
0: Yeah, that was apparently super alarming for Teal'c. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Jason just says, I'm sorry, I'm kind of on a short fuse. And that won't happen again. Because <laughs> he's apologizing to Tilk for accidentally burning himself. <laughs> anyway, Tilk's cool with it at that point, so Tilk sits back down. And then they have a long, uh, touchy feely conversation about how Jason hadn't been talking to his son for a while, and Tilk doesn't understand how fathers and sons can go for so long without speaking, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just of the conversation is. Oh my goodness, how can you humans have relationships where loving one's children is not necessarily part of society and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's dad-shaming. Yeah, he is dad-shaming. Both Jacob and Jason. Yes. The guy that is here on another planet never seeing his son. Yeah. Is is dad-shaming the other two guys who never see their son, but at least one of them is trying to do something about that fact. Yeah. It was a weird and annoying conversation.
0: It was. And the only purpose it serves is to further... Kill some time. Jacob, <laughs> kill some time, but also make Jacob think about his choices with his son by listening to Tilk's <sighs> <Teal's> dad shaming. <laughs> yes. Back in the compound, Jack is being led by some folks over to Seth. Seth is sitting on his throne. There are a number of ladies sitting at his feet... Some of them are weirdly like polishing his throne. I don't... It was just... That is weird. Yeah. I, like, it's not doing anything. You're just kind of mindlessly staring and polishing like the one spot you can reach while you're on your knees at his feet. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Sam is among these folks. Daniel's already there, too, hanging out with, I don't know, some other people people
1: polishing weapons yeah or something, right
0: yeah Ugh. they lead Jack over to those weapons as well and Seth says that they are going to defend against an incursion by forts forces outside their gate no other gods will draw you away from Seth the whole room then chants <laughs> Seth is life Seth is happiness Seth is almighty he
1: sure does have a high opinion of himself he
0: does Sam is looking extremely adoringly at him as she is also saying this. Yes. And then they repeat it They repeat times. it, yes. Yeah. At his behest, <laughs> he, they repeat it. It's weird. After the chanting, Seth takes note of Sam and kind of looks at her a little bit closely and realizes
1: that she was once blended. Why did it take him so long to notice this? And why didn't anybody expect this to happen when we have seen... Many people recognize that she had a yes. gold once.
0: Yes, this is <laughs> or my ha- complaint. a hagfish, I
1: should say. In yes. fact,
0: even in the last episode, Hathor's like she recognized yeah. it when she right was away. pulling out the gold. So yeah. Yes. Why didn't he notice? But also why didn't they think about this when they were like, Oh, Jacob right. and Tilk shouldn't go, but you yeah. know. Sam's but cool. Sam's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sam doesn't really seem to know what he's talking about. It seems like this green mist has sort of done away with
1: easy recollection of their past. I guess. Yeah, they don't they seem to be forgetting stuff and confused about who they actually are. Yeah.
0: Seth doesn't see entry marks on Sam, but he still senses it. So he calls together uh, the three of them, the two that came with her. Mm-hmm. He wants
1: them gathered together in front of him. He does. Yeah. Back at the base camp, Tilk tells General Carter Jacob that there's a problem. And Hamner is there, apparently, and asks if their people have been made. And they're like, well, um, we don't know yet. But <laughs> I don't know why he bothers <laughs> to say that they don't know yet, because it's pretty clear that they have been. Yeah. Back in the compound, Seth is adamant that they give him some answers as to who sent them. Was it the system lords? Was it the, Was it the Tok'ra? He's getting really super angry. And screaming about how he's their god And they're going to tell him what he wants to know And who does your military work for? The system lords or the Tok'ra? Which I thought was a strange question Because it's (laughs) neither But they collaborate with the Tok'ra Yeah. Yeah Sam says that she has a vague recollection Of what he might be talking about And then seems to be kind of racking her brain Before coming up with the Tok'ra? Oops. Oops. So that's probably not so good. No. Back
0: at Base Camp Anytime Fitness, Selmac,
1: <laughs> hearing what has been going on, has Tealk zapped their earpieces? They barely even react. They should yes. like, be doubled over in pain. I actually got a static electricity shock from an earbud once. And you know, those are like the tiniest yeah. little shocks, but it hurt so bad yeah. because it was in my ear canal. So... Yeah. This would have been even stronger than
0: that. And it seems extra weird because they had more of a reaction in the tent when they knew what was going on. Yes. Than they do here where they don't seem to know what the fuck is going on. Right. Yeah. So they get zapped. Seth wants to know who they are. Jack says they're deprogrammers and they're there to remove his disciples. And then Daniel says some bullshit about the bliss that is Seth. But Seth (laughs) sees right through it. That they are lying. How can you know the bliss of Seth when you can lie to your god or something like that? Then one of his disciples comes over to let him know that they've been surrounded. Seth eye flashes and tells SG-3 quarters that they will pay eternally for bringing this upon them. But then he orders his people to take them out and kill them. And how is that eternal, Seth? (laughs) I was thinking the same thing.
1: That's kind of the opposite of Eternal.
0: (laughs) They push the team
1: out of the room and a larger group gathers and deals at Seth's throne. In the hall, Jack manages to distract the disciple that is carrying him and he is able to get his gun from him. Sam grabs a Zat gun from another person and shoots him. So now all of them are free of the Anishita SG-3 quarters and this random disciple that was with them. And he wants to know what happened. But Sam says, it's okay. We're here to help you. Outside the fence, we get a somewhat lengthy scene <laughs> of the very not subtle attempt to <laughs> storm the compound. As they're pulling up with a whole bunch of like trucks and vehicles and jeeps and a tank that Tilk is sticking his head up out of. <laughs> Back on the inside, Seth has a bunch of those flashbang thingies that he's handing around to all of his disciples. Those are totally magic eight balls. They really are totally <laughs> magic eight balls. <laughs> they just have the window like yeah. painted over. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to distribute their magic eight balls throughout the compound. Not because they want to destroy it, but because they want to make sure everyone knows their fortune. Yeah. yeah.
0: The guy they zatted and has awakened from Seth's bliss is (laughs) named Tom and Jack's like Levinson he's like yeah I'm so confused who are you so Daniel tells him they're friends of his dad Jack would like to know where he can get his hands on some more zat guns and he's confused but then Sam holds up the weapon in the meantime they've made their way into some sort of weapons room arsenal there we go yeah (laughs) So when she sees the weapon, he recognizes it and opens up a cabinet and there's shelves of zat guns very neatly lined up. Yeah. Yeah, they they keep a they keep a a neat house here. Yeah. They ask him if he thinks he can activate the transport rings and he thinks he can. So Jack puts him in charge of evacuating everyone. More SUV's arrive. <laughs> And it's the Anytime Fitness guy and Jacob. <laughs> Hamner is like, It's on me if your people get killed. And Jacob's like, No, it's on me. And then Tealk jumps out of another SUV and is like, It resides on me also.
1: Weird conversation. <laughs> Let's just all argue here. about who's to blame if this goes poorly. That's a very optimistic <laughs> way to start off this mission. <laughs> Arguing <laughs> about whose fault it is. If it goes wrong, at all wanting to be the person whose fault it is. <laughs> so strange. Yeah. 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 Back inside the compound, Seth's followers are arming themselves. Still, SG three quarters comes into the throne room and shoots them all with Zat guns. I have questions about this. Yes, it's probably the same question that I have. Oh, Go okay.
0: For it. <laughs> Because they were all double fisting, too. How can they be sure they're not crossing Zat streams <laughs> and hitting people with multiple yes. things and accidentally murdering a bunch of people? There's something very important I forgot to tell you.
1: What? Don't cross the streams.
0: That is exactly the question okay. that I had. <laughs> glad that, like... <laughs> there weren't that many people there, and there's, like, no. three of them, so it's, they like, six them, guns. Two, zat like, guns yeah. each.
1: Yeah. And, yeah... <sighs> Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't answer that question because I had the same question. Can, so. can, is it, does it only
0: count if you get zatted twice from the same zap gun? S- I, <laughs> I
1: guess, but then if you're firing randomly several times in a row, then like, how do you know you're not accidentally going to shoot the same person twice from the same gun if you're going in there firing each one multiple times? I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So after shooting all of these people with the Zat guns, apparently they magically did manage to not kill anybody. Daniel, (laughs) Sam, and Tom go to help everybody up on their feet because very similar to how the puddle always stays open for exactly the right amount of time, unconsciousness resulting from a Zat gun blast always lasts for exactly the right amount of time also. In the nineteen sixty-nine episode, they blasted their guards so that they could escape, and those guards stayed unconscious for a long time. That was the exact example I was thinking
0: of. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Jack decides that Sam should go with them to help make sure that everybody gets out of there, so some transport rings pop up. Zhu zoo 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 and take Seth's disciples and Sam downward. Yeah, another weird scene
0: between Hamner and Jacob cuz Hamner like goes up to Jacob and looks like he's going to start shit but then <laughs> suddenly robed
1: people start popping out of the hole Big-a-boo. it had some really strong kimmy schmidt vibes here, <laughs> he <all> <laughs> here.
0: Like so Ooh. instead of saying anything at all to that to Jacob about anything he orders blankets and shoes for everyone even though They seem to be wearing shoes.
1: Yeah, they are wearing shoes.
0: (laughs) I mean, it looks like in another scene, a lot of them are in sandals. So maybe he thinks it's too cold for them to be wearing sandals. I don't know.
1: I guess. (laughs) Anyway. Fashion police. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I'm one to criticize because I'm constantly commenting on people's wardrobes in this show. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Sam continues to lead people out,
0: and Jason continues to put them in the rings.
1: Back up in Seth's compound, Jack is still up there trying to get more and more people wrangled and into the path of the transporter rings. He and Daniel start to walk away, and Seth and some more people suddenly come down the stairs. And Seth continues to refer to himself in the third person and asks... How dare they challenge Seth? (laughs) So there's yet another firefight where thankfully they, even though they fire on the group multiple times, don't manage to actually kill anybody. (laughs) But Seth has one of those personal shield things that Apophis also had. So everybody else gets knocked down, but Seth is fine. So now Seth is really angry. No matter how angry he is, he seems to be continuing to find new ways to get even more angry. He lifts up his sparkle bling and uses it to shoot Jack and Daniel across the room. And then he walks over and puts one of his little ball toys on the floor between them. Tosses off his jacket. (laughs) Throws his hood up all the way over his face so that he can't see anything. I mean, it's blocking his face, but it just (laughs) was funny to me just like tosses it up and completely covers his face (laughs) and then uses the transporter rings to escape. Zhu, zoo zhoo, zoo zhoo. And so Daniel and Jack wake up and look at each other and they're like, magic eight ball? Jack's like, yeah, magic eight ball. So they get to their feet and run out of there because they don't want to know their future yet. So they get away. (laughs) At the hole, Tom comes out
0: and dad is there. Jason. They are happy to see each other. They hug. So, Teal'c appropriately dad-shamed both dads. (laughs) Teal'c comes running over to them and says he needs Selmac's help. Hamner's like, who's that? Jacob's like, long story. He should have told him. That's what he calls his penis. (laughs)
1: yes that would have made this a very different story (laughs) I forgot I even wrote that in my notes (laughs) the hamner's my penis (laughs) that doesn't really work no but But I I like it anyway I like it anyway (laughs) as well Back down in the tunnels again, there's transporter rings, zhu, 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 and Daniel and Jack materialize down in the caves. We hear a blast over our head as the magic eight ball explodes and they run up ahead and they're pulling hoods off of cult members trying to find where Seth might be. Jacob is down at the other end of the tunnel. He tells Tilk to stay outside and Jacob is also trying to take people's hoods off As they're continuing to search for Seth, Sam finds her dad and asks what he's doing and says that Satesh used a hand device on Jack and Daniel and asks if she's okay. She says that she's fine. And then apparently Jack and Daniel make their way down and reunite with Jacob and Carter, and they continue looking for cult members, and then all of a sudden, they find him. They pull off a hood, and there is Seth, or as Selmak calls him, Satesh. Seth says something in Guaul to them raises up his sparkle bling and uses it on jacob throwing him across the passageway and into a wall knocking out a whole crowd of people on the way so it's like he's bowling with people <laughs> <laughs> and sam is not too happy about this but selmak tells her basically get away he's gonna be fine you gotta go do something about seth and he hands her the sparkle bling that he happened to have himself so that she can now go and use it against seth she says that she doesn't know how to control it but selenek says that she does have it within her to use it she just needs to summon it you know just yeah make it go so she doesn't really have a choice she puts it on she goes after seth he raises his sparkle bling but sam is quicker and she uses it to sparkle bling seth back against the wall and then as he's laying there down on the ground, she uses it one more time. And there's like a weird kind of like shift convulsion that goes through Seth's body. As his hips are shoved down into the ground and his arms are flung out yeah. to his sides. It was a weird death pose. Yeah. Weird he he death was, like, throws. Crushed I don't into know. the ground. Like, yeah, it was very strange. Yeah. So Daniel comes up and is like, you killed him. They kill so many people, I don't know why they would be incensed that she killed a Guaoul. I, I think they were more shocked at the manner of death,
0: in my uh, opinion. Yeah,
1: well that's fair. Yeah.
0: Especially <laughs> since she hadn't
1: displayed such control over this thing when she'd tried it before. Right. Very true. Jack says, Hail Dorothy, which I did not understand the reference to that, but Wizard of Oz. Well, yeah, but, like, why would that be relevant here? That's not at she, all how she killed the Wicked Witch. No, it's not how, but, which? You know, but Seth, Seth is the Wicked Witch, and also Jack
0: likes to make Wizard of Oz references. This is true. Yes, this is true.
1: retort! It's a twister, that's that scene yeah sam does not look happy she doesn't and i was also wondering why she seemed to be so much more bothered perhaps she's afraid of her this. power but yeah i was gonna say <laughs> maybe you're right about it just being more the manner because she's certainly killed people before she's killed Jafal and yeah Gould before yeah
0: at some point probably fairly much later sam and jacob are at a house Yeah. They're wearing long coats and long pants, and the weather's looking pretty gray, and I do not believe they are actually in San Diego. No. That is not San Diego weather or clothing. For sure is
1: not, no. (laughs) (laughs) You know where it would be appropriate for is Vancouver. (laughs) What? No way. (laughs) Jacob
0: knocks on the door, and a guy answers. Presumably, this is Mark. Mark. Jake moves in for a hug and suddenly Mark's like, cool, let's hug. Yeah.
1: Everything's fine now.
0: As Sam looks on.
1: Yeah.
0: And then a little child who I'm not clear if Jacob's ever met his grandchildren comes over and seems really excited to see granddad and he picks her up. It
1: seems very weird that this would be a thing that happens. Absolutely. This kid has yeah. no sense of stranger danger. Yeah. <laughs> From what we've heard before, it doesn't sound like they've met before. So Yeah. From her perspective, this should be very weird and creepy. And yet she's like,
0: yay. Yeah. yeah. But whatever. Then Sam goes up and hugs her brother, too. Yep. Happy ending for all. Yes. Except for Seth. Us. <laughs> and and Seth.
1: us. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kathy, did you like the episode? No. I
0: <laughs> I think it's worth watching for the Teal'c joke alone.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: <laughs> but I feel like it had too many issues where they sort of like just kind of... Hand wave over things like, oh, right. this child's really happy to see a man he's never met before, but it, you know, it sells the scene as a happy ending if we let this child hug this stranger. <laughs> um, I don't know. And then, like, the green mist didn't make a lot of sense. How it worked didn't make mm-hmm. sense to me. There, and I feel like they spent too much time on, like, weird shots of cars driving and airplanes landing. When they could have somehow spent more time in Seth's compound. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that would be a more interesting story if they were like stuck there longer. Mm-hmm. And then we had that guy, Jason, who was really just there to push along Jacob's son, re- you know, family resolution story. And it was just, I just felt it was really weird and it just didn't work for me.
1: Yeah. You know. What about you? I didn't actively dislike it as I have a few episodes, but yeah, there were just like so many inconsistencies that we already complained about along the way. Like, you know, why would you send Sam in there? Why did they not think of that? Why did it take him so long to realize that Sam had had a hagfish? And like, like we were talking about before with the Zat guns, like they're them shooting multiple people with Zat guns and it being totally fine. Like all that. Yeah. Yeah stuff was just annoying it just felt like the writers were like I don't know if they were in a hurry or just like weren't bothering to pay attention or or what but then as we were talking about before just weird scenes that were drawn out like they were trying to kill time it was almost like they just weren't in too big of a hurry when they wrote the script and so they ended up not having as much stuff as they needed and they had these extra inconsistencies because yeah. It, they spent not enough time on it. And I don't know that that's the case, but that's how it felt that yeah. they didn't spend enough time on it. So they didn't work out those inconsistencies. They didn't flesh out parts of the story that they should have. I agree that they should have spent more time in the compound. It felt really anticlimactic that like, as soon as they got in there, basically they yeah. were discovered. And then as soon as they were discovered, they had all those tanks ready to go. And for this, like it felt like the entire first part of them, like trying to figure out how to covertly sneak in and, you know, not be caught and not, not, fall under the spell of seth like that whole thing was defeated because in the end they had to come in with these tanks anyway that's true it felt kind of pointless in the end
0: it was a little pointless and the stakes weren't as high like why even with sam going in there right Mm -hmm. and then and then him discovering that i feel like the the danger would have been is the electric shock thing gonna work on them yeah but you know immediately that it did Right. So, like, what was the point of that? Right. Like, yeah, I don't. It wasn't. It was already. It was enough time. Unless maybe next episode, they're suddenly going to be under the control of Seth, who's dead.
1: Right. Because it they reinfected have, them. They could have also really easily explained that away by saying, yeah, it is the same stuff that Hathor uses. And then they would all have been immune to it without having to have that weird story about needing to get an electric shock. That's true. <laughs> and they still could have had the story that, like, everybody else needed a shock. But that would have yeah. explained how Daniel, Sam, and and Jack could all be immune yeah. it's just... to it already. Because Sam was already immune and the guys were already effect- infected by it before. So, like, they added that extra in and it didn't help anything. Yeah. It just made it more complicated than it needed to be. And, yeah, again, was kind of pointless and didn't really go anywhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I feel like I can often overlook, like, some weird plot things, but yeah. there's just so many in this. Right. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> just, just a lot of weirdness yeah. about this one. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't hate it. it that wasn't. It wasn't particularly boring to me which was good but it just wasn't that wasn't that good yeah yeah Yeah. so what's next anything better hopefully Uh, next we are going to be watching
0: stargate sg1 season three episode three and i apparently wrote down everything about it except for the title of the episode so give me a moment while i double (laughs) check on that fair game Mm. netflix says thor tells o'neill that the gold lords plan to attack earth he offers his help in negotiating a peace treaty three lords attend the summit thrilling
1: Mm.
0: the booklet the jack o'neill story (laughs) o'neill attempts to stop a gold invasion of earth (laughs) just jack yep only jack is in charge of that but to call off the attack, the Gold Lords demand the destruction of the Stargate. O'Neill doesn't trust them, but the fate of Earth lies in the balance.
1: <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. Uh, it really is. All right, yeah. Anything else? Yeah, I'm good. As always, thank you for listening. If you haven't already done so, please make sure that you hit subscribe so that you can get our episodes as soon as they come out every Monday. Or you can also find us on YouTube. We very much appreciate likes and five-star ratings. If you enjoy the show and want to tell as many people as you know about it as possible, that's also great because word of mouth helps people to find the podcast as well. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at stargatesing at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We're just at Stargatesing, both of those places. If you are feeling generous, take a trip over to patreon.com slash stargatesing to become a Patreon member where you'll get access to A bunch of different types of bonus episodes and some behind-the-scenes content as well. If you don't want to have that monthly commitment, but you want access to our SG Origins episodes, you can head over to PayPal and make a one-time donation of $15 or more for access to a special donor-only feed of our SG Origins episodes. And last but not least, you can visit our website at stargatesing.space. I'm Mary. I'm Kathy. <laughs> and you've been listening to Stargate sing the end the end <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> yes that's true.
0: <laughs> so then we go inside. They're in the gate room Ugh, no <laughs> The Gate room. That's it. Just (laughs) the gate room. Yep. End of scene. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jen, (laughs)